from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, we go walkabout with Rob, the YouTube guy. Former councillor's alleged shooting gesture causes a stir, mixed reviews of the Spark Festival, how one Ipswich suburb got its name, the crumbling commercial hotel and the not-so-bright future for newsagents. All this and a stack more as I have another yarn over the back fence with Walter Williams and Ashley Mack. It's Tuesday, July 18, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ibervale didn't affect him very much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990, still a media tart and owns a great coffee shop at St Andrews. And Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 32 years. You'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads. Previously heard doing his own show on QFM, 4BH, Star FM, River and 4BC. It's a great roll call of radio stations. But I'm only saying hello to Ash. Hi, Ash. Mate, it's, yeah, we, we've, we've lost Walter, I think. Well, um, we've lost him just for the minute because we're going to record the show in two parts this time round. And Walter's done what our guest specialises in, and that's he's gone walkabout for the moment, and he'll join the show <laughs> shortly. So let's get to our guest on the phone this month. At the suggestion of you, Ash, we have Rob Braden from the Walkabout with Rob YouTube channel. Welcome, Rob. G'day. Great great hey. to have you on the show. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm a great YouTube watcher, and I, I don't know what in the algorithm brought it up, but you're... Um, walkabout show on Ipswich came up. Now, I'm born and bred in this town, and I learnt stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mate, that was very well put together. Oh, thank you. I'll also start by making this comment, Rob. You say on the channel the documentary covers the period from 1827 with the establishment of the uh, convict lime kilns to 1904 when Ipswich was declared a city. There's obviously a big Indigenous history before that. But I want to ask, what came first, getting fit or making the videos? I think they went hand in hand. And, and so how did you stumble across the video idea? I was going overseas a few years ago and I wanted to share my adventures with uh, family and friends. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll make some videos, make a YouTube channel, get a few videos happening, and then um, then people could watch what I'm doing. And then COVID hit, so I put the plans on hold for a while. And while our borders were closed, I thought, well, I'll do local content because that's all really we, we could do. Mm. So, um, yeah, and I wanted to see more of, of, of where I live before going overseas. And I found that uh, people were really getting into the historical aspects of them. And then I went overseas, was there five months, came back, and um, I've just I've kept going with it. The audience really seemed to love and respond to information about where they live. They're just fascinated by it. So um, here we are now, about 154 videos later. That's amazing because you some of the angles you you attack are amazing. Like I think one of Windsor had something to do with erotic art, which which I thought <laughs> yeah, was pretty, right. pretty pretty impressive. And you don't find too much of that a bit around Ipswich. But who does your research? Do you do it yourself? I do everything by research. I come up with the idea. I research it. I shoot it. Um, edit it. Um, the whole lot. The whole kit and caboodle. 
Classic one-man show. It is a classic one-man <laughs> show. I think why you've struck a chord, Rob, is those super local walks where you're only covering a, a few square kilometres and then you, you dig down to the, those bits of trivia, as Ash said, that even long-term locals don't know. Yeah, that's right. There's so many stories to be uncovered and uh, it doesn't matter where you live, whether it's a new suburb or an old town, the more you start looking and you scratch under the surface, you find these incredible stories and people and events and that have bigger connections to the outside world. And uh, uh, I think people love that because they go, oh my God, you know, I had no idea. 25 years I lived here, never knew that. So it's just a matter of knowing where to look and um yeah, presenting it in, in a fun and entertaining way. I don't like to get too deep and dark and heavy. It's, you know, keep it moving, keep it fun. Yeah. Even include moving. the sneezes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's a Watson All production. <laughs> now, I do have a couple of questions that Walter, uh, our colleague, did mail in. And some of those questions include, what's been your most beautiful destination? Here in southeast Queensland, um, yeah. most beautiful. Oh my God! Now you, <laughs> I would have to say, in all honesty, that Woodridge. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I, I won't be a smart ass, but I was going to say, was it Woodridge? It, it was, was Woodridge. Woodridge, wow. Woodridge is um, is a surprise at every turn, and um, it's it's okay. You. Know, it's beautiful in the way that the people are. It's beautiful in the way that the, the, the history is on the surface there. There's so much to be found there. I was bowled over when I was walking around there. I thought, mm. this is incredible. Something amazing and fascinating at every turn. And the colour and the and the uh, you know, the markets there and the food. and Oh, my goodness. What an eye-opener. Rob, I haven't seen that one yet, but did you cover uh, the period when it was established basically as a housing commission suburb? Yeah, that's in it. Yeah, unlike mm. the Ipswich video, I did go right through into the 20th and 21st centuries with uh, with Woodridge and just the numbers, the stats on the uh, social housing there. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Another Actually, question. Sounds, I was going to say, it sounds like we uh, we could deserve a second edition going on from uh, 1904 to present. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was when I was researching the Ipswich video, I thought there's such a huge story to tell. I would do it and injustice by trying to cover everything in 20 minutes. So, uh, yeah, there'll be an Ipswich part two where I'll go from 1904 to 2023. That is excellent. Be sure to let us know, Rob, and we'll uh, we'll give it a good plug on the show. Now, I've got yeah. another question from uh, Walter. When you're taking a snapshot for Instagram, what are you looking for in those pictures? My particular style is I'm looking for texture and colour. Um, so, Walter's seen my... My Instagram account. It sounds he? like it. It yeah. sounds like it. Okay. Yeah. There's. Um. I'm. I'm. I'm fascinated by uh, pattern and design. When you when you get close up to something, rather than big landscapes and mountains, to find that the the texture and the the colour and the ah oh, the, the the geometry of the the, the mundane in life. That's mm. really what I go for, and that seems to be the style that I've got. I'm over. I'm over the moon that he likes my. My, my account. Nobody ever talks about that. And that was the first oh, thing we, I was doing. We, we, we stalk everybody. <laughs> oh, that's, well, you know you've made it if you've got stalkers. Now, Rob, what are you working on currently that hasn't hit YouTube yet? I'm currently finishing the research on a video about Bo Desert. Ah, 
That's got a great, a hist- great history yeah. too. I, I like yeah. the fact that they had the trains there at one stage. Uh, what did it have? Meatworks? Oh, it still has Well, they had the trains. They had yeah. the tramway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, butter factory. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's the, the old, it's called Ilbogan Lagoon, which is mm-hmm. supposed to have a bunyip in it. Yeah, I'm going to this one cold. I really didn't know, didn't know anything about Desert. So I've done a little bit of shooting there, but I'm going back next weekend to, to finish it off. But great town and uh, many, many stories to tell. I think this is going to be a good one. Now, just a technical question from me. When mm. you're walking around the street, are you using like a, a selfie stick? Is that how you're doing it or a proper camera or phone? It's uh, all of the above. Right. My main, my main, um, main camera is a DJI Osmo Action sports camera. Nice. little, little tiny thing on a mm. selfie stick. Yeah. But the good thing about it is, if it rains or I drop it, it's not going to break. I also use a DSLR just for some really beautiful shots. Like if there's a you know some nice woodland or a beautiful old church, I want to get to the detail of that. And then otherwise, I just use my phone if yeah. I want to zoom in on something. It's handy. The the picture quality on phones. Unbeatable for for this kind of thing. So, um, I'm looking to upgrade soon on the main action camera, the main vlogging camera. So, seeing what's out there. And what strange comments have people made to you as you're walking down the street talking to yourself? Unfortunately, none. I just get a lot of cars tooting, and and everyone yells out "walkabout," and it's like, oh, hi. No one ever says, "Hey, Rob." But they go, "Hey, walkabout." So I have to change it by deed poll. I think my name. Ah, that's good. Ash, any other questions for Rob? I, I was just thinking to myself, this guy's going to become the Casey Neistat of Australia. <laughs> I am aiming high. I'm, uh, <laughs> I would prefer to be the Michael Palin <laughs> of <Australia laughs> travel. Isn't he a bit uh, old? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's 80 now, but uh, still going strong. They're, they're both awesome. I'm big fans of both of them. Well, good luck and continued success with your YouTube channel, uh, Rob. We'll make sure we put a link in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us on Ipswich today as we have a yarn over the back fence. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, that was great, Ash, but we've got to find Walter. Can you do that I've for me? Out, I think I've worked out where he is. Oh, yeah. He's got a head start on that. Uh, what is it? Park to park. He needs to start now to finish. Ash, have you found Walter yet? Certainly have. Where is he? I, oh, there you are. Hyperventilating <laughs> on the side of the road. He's only made it about three k's. He's got a lot of training to do if he's going to go on this damn wall. <laughs> right? It should be the, what is it? Park to all just about carcat. Uh, we'll call it for Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit bigger than the Henry Waffle Henry Waffles walk, Walter. Yeah, yeah. I, I do the park walk run, but I only walk it. I don't run it. Okay, that's good to hear. Well, let's keep moving on with the show, and we're going to leap into Controversy Corner. In a recent Channel 9 News exclusive, disturbing moment, a SAC councillor makes a shooting gesture towards the mayor during a heated meeting. First revealed on Channel 9, the Daily Mail's picked it up. Now, if you missed this meeting, it was all it was talking about if former councillors should be on information signs. And there's been a couple in Rosewood, been there for years, with former councillor David Palkey on it. What are your thoughts on this whole thing with uh, David Palkey? I saw the actual news reportage of this on Nine that night that it happened. 
And and it's interesting that David, look, he's a, he's a top bloke, but he's, he, on one hand he goes, I absolutely reject that idea. But then he goes, haven't you ever pulled up your hand and pointed like bang shot? <laughs> it's like, so clearly he did. He did what he did. Just own it, David. Um, but the thing is, David was never one of those that was accused of corruption, even though the whole council was sacked when all Correct. of that happened. So any, any councillor who got through all of that drama and survived it, why aren't they allowed to keep their name on these plaques when they're reissued? I I can't see a problem with it. Uh, I mean, just give them a little longevity, uh, something that generations to come will probably go, and who was David Pelkey? And then the story will unfold. Welcome to Ipswich, where we like to reinvent history. Have you noticed that? Mm. Yes, I have noticed. Change street names, all that sort of... I I don't think it's a a clever idea. But David, lovely guy, but gee, he loves his media. And I remember... I don't think he loved it this time. (laughs) I remember um, I ran for Division 9 the year that... um, Was it... Remember uh, Conway's seat? Georgie. One mile, Georgie's seat. Mm. I ran there as an independent. And I had signs and I... There's a borderline out at Wukaraka between um, David's uh, division and what was my division, and I put my sign over the top of his just for a bit of a joke, right, on a tree. (laughs) Well, the next minute it's on the front page of the QT, I was defacing his, and I'm thinking, hello, he's just, he's very good at getting an extra bit of publicity because you always remember his name. Mm. I don't yeah. know if you uh, observed the piece in that Channel 9 report there, guys, that uh, uh, the reporter, Josh Bavis, had David Palkey on the phone. And I don't think David Palkey would have been aware he's being recorded, judging by his comments. That's interesting. I thought we were supposed to, we were, we come from a, an era where we're supposed to tell people when we're doing that. Uh, I don't know that it happens all the time. Anyway, a lesson. Every 12 seconds. A lesson for everybody involved. On to something a little lighter. I don't think there's, but I don't, sorry, just before we go on, I don't think there is any privacy anymore because everyone has a phone. Every phone has a camera. Every camera can record video. Mm. So we are all, unfortunately, at the mercy of public exposure of something if we do it in in the public place well there's no well, doubt about gonna, that i'm not going to put makeup on for anybody <laughs> <laughs> okay now to something lighter this year's spark <laughs> festival which wrapped up on the weekend just gone what did we think i think the move to having all the lights on the buildings uh in brisbane street both on that uh, the old commonwealth bank building and st paul's i think that has worked what do you think guys how good did it look mm. It looked fantastic, like, and it, it translated into photographs when it was spread across Facebook. It turned into one of the best ads for Spark ever. Yeah, and it looked as looked as though there were a decent amount of people in attendance each night, uh, because I hear that it's not a cheap exercise. Go so, on, so we need people there to uh, to look at it. Walt. Look, I did go down a couple of nights. Uh, I was there uh, on Sunday night and Tuesday night, and. The crowds weren't huge. I was very disappointed Con- compared to previous Spark After Dark occasions when that was held at uh, St Mary's, the, the park opposite at St Mary's there. Yeah, and uh, that that used to go off like the proverbial and had big crowds. It had food trucks. It had everything. 
Whereas I, I saw a, a number of retailers who have eateries didn't take advantage of it for whatever reason. Um, I was able to get Indian food at uh, Methyl's uh, on one night um, and uh, some uh, dumplings the next night from the, the dumpling shop. But the majority, even uh, the Rusty Nail wasn't open on one occasion. Mm. So I, I think... I think the retailers, if they want it to happen in the retail precinct, have got to take full advantage of this. One of the problems with that, Walter, though, is just the risk. Like if you if you do the sums on what it costs to open up, especially after hours like that, the way those like I know we run a, a seven day a week business, and the, the the penalties are pretty expensive. You start trying oh, yeah. to work out whether you're going to make a dollar. That's the hard part, you know. If, if I get, I out. get that, but you, but you can't at the same point say, we don't want it over at St Mary's Park, we want it in the centre of town because that's where our businesses are. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give money to people with food trucks. We want to have it in. Then you've got to come up with the goods. You've got to back up your talk. Yeah, suppose, mm-hmm. yeah, good point. Good point. So, Walt, what you're saying is the crowds didn't appear to be that good. We'll have to wait and see what the council issues officially. Yeah, official figures will probably be anything different to what I've seen. Uh, And I stayed up there for a while. Yeah. But the other thing was the atmosphere wasn't there. We need music. We need something playing. There was no soundtrack for – and every event like this needs a soundtrack. I just think there are things we could do to make this better for 2024. Local Ipswich News has been recording the commercial hotel in Ellenborough Street, talking of the uh, park opposite St Mary's, that backs onto it as well. That's Timothy Timothy Maloney Park. Now, it's closed and falling down. Have you ever ever stepped inside the old commercial hotel? Never been there. Mm. Never been. We have a plethora of pubs in this town. Why they want to keep every single one of them is crazy. Right, like it, it, that damn thing's an eyesore, as far as I'm concerned. They did it. Like yeah. it's been it, the paint's been peeling on that since they built the the tower beside it. Yeah, and and it was a boarding house there for a long time. And I've always thought that was a uh, a uh, rather courageous thing to do to stay in there. But I know some people didn't have a choice uh, for accommodation. But That's it's right. no it's no longer yeah. operating as a boarding house. It's completely shut down and boarded up. And if the story is fully correct that it's riddled with white ants, uh, surely it's going to become a safety issue with those giant uh, poles that are holding it up there. Mm. So, uh, mm. uh, it's either going to be a fire sale I, I, or a fall sale. Yeah. Well, the, the bloke Norm who bought it, he paid under 400000 back in 2002 for it. And his problem now is that uh, they've downgraded the zoning from mm. high density to whatever. I'm familiar with this. Yeah. And it means that your property then becomes uh, pretty much worthless. Uh, and so I can't see why they can't reinstate the zoning when you have right next door, as we just talked about, the Oaks Apartments mm-hmm. uh, in the same in the same zone, and they've been zoned to go ahead and, and be built as they are. Um, so why can't this guy get his zoning reinstated, tear the damn thing down, and then we put up another set of apartments there? Uh, with the uh, appropriate level of clearance underneath, so floodwaters don't affect Absolutely. the operation of the building. Mm. Absolutely. Good, good the point, The same Walter. as they have at Oaks. Yep, yep. Mm. Now, we were joking. It's, it just it feels unfair that what they're doing to Norm mm. uh, when they've got a chance to to change the zoning. It's it's very simple and it doesn't take – it's the stroke of a pen. 
We were joking before, Walter, that you were out uh, getting a head start for the Park to Park on July 30. Uh, it's looking like it'll be another huge event. It's, it's developed into one of mm. the most popular family events in the city over recent years. Mm. And you uh, walk it? I just refuse to wear pink. <laughs> I, I walk the park. I walk the park to park. Yeah. Why, why don't you? But wear I'm not going to run it. Your eyes. The, yeah, yeah, some mornings it's true. <laughs> but uh, the, it's, a, it's a good walk. It's a, it's mm. a very healthy walk for the lungs. But, uh, no, the knees are well past the running days. Those, that's well behind me now. But it is a fun-filled day, so, so get behind this one and raising some vital funds for local medical research initiatives too. Yes, with the Ipswich Hospital Foundation. I just want to stop right here and make a quick congratulations to Ipswich's Gavin Turner for making it through five episodes what a top effort of the great australian bake-off well done gav as far as i'm concerned you're the winner buddy let's hear it for gav turner oh very good that's really the icing on the cake isn't it 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 is it is (laughs) okay while we're in he's got his pun book out today hasn't he he? has indeed walter while we're in a congratulatory mood how about ash marty and hubby gary kissick on their firstborn earlier this month welcome to the world baby hayden yeah, those, isn't those, that gorgeous? Those photos were uh, were all around social media, so I'm sure everyone has uh, Every, has seen that. Everybody's seen it, and it's funny on on her actual um, Facebook page. Uh, Ash still lists herself as a dog mum. She's got to update this now because she's a <laughs> real mum. Yes, indeed. Hey, uh, can I tell you a story? Yes, is this our reminiscing okay. part, Ash? Yeah, this, okay. yeah. Look. A couple of years ago, I made a comment on Facebook about St. Matthew's Church, which is on um, Newcham Road in Dinmore, and the fact that my family on my mother's side raised funds to build that church. And the first person, the first celebration in it was my grandparents getting married, and the last celebration was the funeral before they sold it off, the funeral of my grandfather. And it took about two years, but about two weeks ago, a lady sends me a message. All it was was, wow. And when I contacted her, she said, look, I'm a relative. Do you realise that there is a, a recording of your auntie Right, recorded by the ABC, which we were going to say thank you to the ABC because I'm going to get you to play a little bit of it, mm-hmm. um, which is an interview with her when she was 100 years old. This was done back in 2000. And in it, I've been lying in bed. It's the best podcast I've ever ha- had, listening to it over and over. And there's a story about how a certain suburb in Ipswich got its name. They yeah. shifted from Lancashire out to Australia. They were emigrated out here. There were 60 families emigrated out here to work in the mines near Ipswich in the little village where I used to live. And it took them about six months on the water to come out. But they, they used to bring the migrants out for the mines and the little place where they brought them... They called it New Chum because all these migrants came from England and, you know, we always called England people chummies and that's how it got the name, New Chum. Wow, after being a good chum, very English. What a great story, Ash. Oh, and the, the rest of the thing is amazing. I've learned a lot of things about my my family on, in a one-and-a-half-hour um, tape. It's incredible. So that's yeah. from the year 2000 yeah. and yep. that lady was your... 
That's my great auntie Louisa. She was actually my my mother's auntie. Wow. And interesting, I only found out on that tape, even though I used to hang around with my uncle Alec, that he spent five years at home with a broken back where he was in a cave-in in one of those mines out at thing, and they thought oh, he'd never walk again. Goodness. It was incredible. Wow. It was in a, yeah, incredible story. Thank you for bringing it's that to us. It's a big family. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, just related to that, there's a new mm. movie coming soon called Meg 2 The Trench. And the byline for the movie is New Meg, Old Chum. (laughs) That's very clever. (laughs) Let's keep reminiscing because I want to talk about news agents because I think in the not too distant future, sadly, news agents are going to be very, very hard to find. I'm talking specifically about Kevin the Dean, who have shut down the Beval News Agency. Uh, on Sunday, July 16. We're going to see more of it happening, and we have seen other news agents close in recent years. Uh, uh, again, a victim of technology and changing times. When was the last time you went to a news agency, Ash? I, I think the only time I ever go to a news agency is when I have to buy someone a birthday card. Yeah, and me too. Uh, yeah. I, take, I take my wife in, and she get, when she gets in that little row where the cards are, all you hear is her giggling. <laughs> She, She's gone to the naughty turn. ones. <laughs> she just keeps reading them and laughing. You know, come on, dear, pick one. No, God, they're all funny. Uh, it's always the same. Well, oh, look, I go regularly because uh, I, I have a thing called Phil's Tax called uh, Golden Casket, and I try to win money on it <laughs> on, a, on a weekly basis. So, I'm, and, I, and it, we always use that particular news agent and we only discovered they were shutting down on the weekend as well just when we did our last one on Tuesday of last week. Mm. Apparently story goes, uh, Kev's uh, an accountant uh, has an accountancy business, that's going great guns, he wants to put more of his time and effort into that. The news agency on the other hand is as you said Alan it's just gone the way of the world now with uh, digitisation of everything so it's just easier to fold that than yeah. to keep it going as a, as a going concern. Well, he couldn't obviously couldn't find any buyers either because uh, the writing no. is, is on the wall, sadly. Uh, I used to love spending time uh, in news agents oh, back yes. in the 80s, uh, 70s. Mm. Hobby magazines like motorcycles and those very early computer magazines before we were connected to the internet, oh. was I could spend hours there going through the magazines. See, there's the, there's the true Alan Nerd Roebuck mm, there. Absolutely. Uh, because- <laughs> I was into mad magazines, so I'd go in and get all those crazy things. That's where I get my warped sense of humour from, Look, the, and Monty Python. And it's yeah, worked. Like, now you're doing stand-up, Walt. See, it eventually worked. Yes, yeah. it worked. It finally paid off. I like Playboy. <laughs> well, that might Just be where we the end scores. the show, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Before yeah. we wrap up, we're talking bakers earlier. Yep. Big shout out to Joseph and Anne with their bakery called Baked at the top end of town. Oh, just the best ciabatta loaf I've ever, ever tasted. It's so good. And and try out some of their other delicacies there as well. Fantastic. Awesome. Two thumbs up. Well, it's been an action-packed uh, yarn over the back fence. Thanks, Walt. Thanks, Ash. See ya. Thank you. This has been episode 280 of Ipswich Today and our 27th yarn over the back fence. A reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. 
This podcast is listener supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswitchtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.